Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> you know what it is. It's another beautiful day in the neighborhood. Whew. It's a chilly, beautiful day in the neighborhood, let me say, with a cold rain. And just north of us, I guess they got some snow up there in Kentucky, here in northeast Tennessee, where I live. Ooh, it's a little chilly outside. I think they're calling for a, a frost, a chance of frost tonight. So this is that last, uh, I think, <laughs> I hope, this is that last winter. Like I said before, they got a lot of winners down here. Hallelujah. But that's okay. That's okay because every day is a day that I get to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. The um, I want to thank you for those of you who have went to my website at www.mickeywilcox.org and sending your prayer requests. I want to remind you that those prayer requests, those needs, they're lifted up. I lift them up. I consider it an honor and a privilege to be able to come alongside you in bringing your needs um, and your, your problems before the Lord because our God is sufficient and he is able. Hallelujah. I also want to remind you about the book four of Coffee in the Garden has been released in the ongoing continuing series. Um, each book is, is jam-packed with 30 days worth of biblical truths, uh, looking at the, at the Word of God and how it applies to our everyday life. So you can get that by going through my website and just clicking on Mickey on Amazon. That will take you directly to my author page. I try to price the books um, pretty low. The paperback books are $7, and uh, the ebook, the Kindle, is $5. Hallelujah. Today, in our continuing mining operation into the epistle of 1 Peter, we look more closely at chapter 2, verse 11, where the apostle says, Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Again, that is 1 Peter uh, chapter 2, verse 11. And we notice right off the bat that the Apostle Peter, speaking to believers, refers to us as foreigners and exiles. He refers to us as foreigners because this is not our home, not this world, nor the nation in which we live, nor even the community in which our house is located. We are exiles, not in the sense that we are barred from uh, from our true home as a political refugee seeking asylum here on this earth, but as a people in waiting, uh, we're living in waiting to return to our true home, which is where we will be reu reunited with Christ. In his opening choice of phrasing, Peter is reminding us of three things. The apostle is reminding us that he is just like us, hence the expression, dear friends. He's not setting himself up in a lofty position as superior to us, not one who is better than us, not one who has uh, done more for the Lord, is, is more important to God than us, not one who is anything 
extraordinary among believers. Now we know that God did extraordinary things through Peter. And yet Peter opens up by speaking to us and reminding us that he's just like you and just like me. He is just one of God's people when he says, dear friends. The second thing he reveals to us is this world is not our home. So don't get comfortable here. He's saying, do not set down roots here as a place uh, here that we live. It's only temporary. Do not cling tightly to this world as we're just passing through on our way to our true home. Much like a long layover in an international flight. I don't know if you've uh, taken an international flight, but I've had some really, really long layovers. In fact, some of my layovers have been so long, I've been able to go out and visit the culture, the place where I was at, see what that, that place had to offer. In some cases, I was absolutely shocked. In some, I was in awe. And some, I was, I don't even know how to express it, surprised. Maybe that's the way I should express it. But that's what he's saying. I never got comfortable in that long layover. No matter how long it was, it was just a layover. It wasn't my permanent place. I wasn't living there. I was passing through. Peter's saying, live this life much like that layover. You're just passing through here. See, do not forget who you are is the third thing he's saying. He's saying losing sight, uh, um, not to lose sight of where you belong. Here, you are in exile, like the Israelites living in captivity uh, of the Babylonians, exiles waiting for the promise of God to be fulfilled, that they may be restored to the promised land. Likewise, you and I, Peter, we are exiles in this world waiting for the fulfillment of God's promise through Christ that he will return for us after preparing a place in our Father's house. He's coming back for us. We are in exile and waiting for the fulfillment of God's promise. Our identity is not found in the place we dwell currently, but in the place we belong to. When we received Christ as our Savior, we were sealed, marked, if you will, with the Holy Spirit. His, his, this identifies us as belonging to a heavenly kingdom and not an earthly one. Just as Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, as they all maintained their identity as God's people while living among all the temptations, the lavishness, the opportunities of the Babylonian Empire, and all the opportunities afforded to them by being favored by the Babylonian king, so we too must maintain our identity as God's people while dwelling here on earth. Even when their identity as God's own uh, came in conflict with the laws, the directives, and the cultures of Babylon, they chose to remain rooted in their identity as God's people. They rejected the king's food. They maintained that prayerful relationship with God, even when it was prohibited. 
They refused to recognize any authority greater than God, though it meant their own life. They never knew the outcome that would befall them beforehand, trusting instead on the faithfulness of God. Daniel did not know that the lions would not devour him. He knew only that he was God's and he would remain so even into death. The three didn't know that the the Lord himself would walk in the fire with them, yet they chose to, to remain in the identity of God as they were cast into the furnace. It was their willingness to cling to the faithfulness of God and their own identity as God's child that they were afforded the opportunity to be delivered and used by God in such historic, defining moments. Even as the king saw and declared the praises of God, they didn't know that. They did not know how God would use them or if God would use them. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were cast into the fiery furnace, all they knew and they made their statement that our God whom we serve will deliver us and even if he doesn't deliver us, he is still the one true God and we will not bow down and worship this statue of you. They didn't know they would live they thought they would die. And the king saw all that God did through these people. And he himself declared the praises of God. Likewise, we are exiles in this world. We must cling vigorously to the faithfulness of God and our identity as his child, never yielding even an inch, no matter the consequence. We must remember always that we belong to God. We received his salvation through the repentance of our rebellion against God and the submission to the lordship of Jesus Christ. He was crucified in our place. We justly deserve death for our rebellion, yet God in his mercy became flesh and took our punishment upon himself, freeing us from the consequences of our own rebellion. Although Jesus was innocent, his blood was shed in our place for our forgiveness. For those of us who have received this free salvation, we have been marked by God's own Holy Spirit as now belonging to him. Therefore, we are no longer members of this world, neither its opportunities, its lavishness, or its cultures. We now belong to heaven. We are citizens of a greater kingdom, greater than any found on earth, whether past present or future. And because of this, the Apostle Peter, who walked with our Lord, reminds us to remember this and never depart from this identity. We are foreigners and exiles here, living in a land where the customs and the people are different than that from which we are true citizens of. And because we are redeemed from this world, we know firsthand that this world and all that it has to offer is filled with wickedness and rebellion against God. By remembering our identity, which is found in Christ alone, we must, uh, everything we look at through this world, we must look at through the lens of our identity and the kingdom in which we belong. This means we do not embrace the things of this world as the people of the world does. We must, as scripture says, come out from among them. 
and be holy because he is holy. So I ask this, dearly beloved, in what ways have you been compromising your identity as one of God's people? What measures will you take today to embrace and renew your identity as God's child? Think about it. Be blessed and be the blessing. Hallelujah.